This is Black and Abdallah, live from the old National Bank State Street studio. This is WMVP WSHE HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Six kicks off tomorrow night. Soldier Field Commanders from Washington against the Chicago Bears. I thought we had good news today. The injury report was released. Jalen Johnson, he's going to be a full go. Nikhil Harry, full go for the Bears. So they'll get a wide receiver back. And the cornerback, your best defensive player outside of Roquan Smith, should be in action tomorrow against the Commanders. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Matt Eberflus said today of Nikhil Harry that He's going to go through the warm-ups and see how it goes before he's officially active and just see how he... But he's practicing. He's back to full go of practice. Same with Jalen Johnson. He should play. So that's good because, uh, I mean, listen, Carson Wentz, we both agree Carson Wentz isn't great. And I think if you look at the metrics, uh, these are kind of two of the same teams except for on defense. I think the Bears are a little better on defense. They force some more turnovers. Carson Wentz turns the ball over. But these two teams are pretty even on offense. And I think that... Justin Fields, I've said it for three weeks in a row now, and I will say it for the fourth week in a row, Justin Fields will have opportunities. This is the 29th ranked defense against the pass in the commander. So Justin Fields should find success. This should be a game where you're like, oh, okay, I think he's finally got it. He might get it. Again, commanders, not a great team, but that's the point. You're supposed to shine against bad teams. You should be able to find success against bad teams. So that's what I'm hoping to see from Justin Fields in this offense tomorrow night. Theoretically, Justin Fields, after the last two weeks, uh, should continue to progress. And and that's what we're looking for. You know, it was Luke Getze two weeks ago that said after the Giants lost that the offense was moving the football. They just didn't score touchdowns. That was the problem. Mm -hmm. We all kind of heard that. and We're like, all right, coach speak. You're sticking up for your guy. He hasn't looked good. All right, we don't we don't really get it. But then against the Vikings, the offense actually did look better. And we can c- continue to dissect the the bad defensive numbers from the Vikings and and kind of look forward to the Commanders as well. But the the moral of this story is that the Bears were down big. They were getting blown out and they battled back. And it was cool to see a team have a little fight. It, it's something that we are accustomed to under Matt Nagy, a team that consistently got blown out. When you were an underdog, it was something that happened each and every time down by 30 points, down by 40 points, just not in the game. The stats last week were not empty stats. And I know that they weren't eye popping the around 200 yards thrown for fields. Uh, The one touchdown, it was a little shovel pass to Jones, a little sweep action. But but really, the fact that they were converting on third down, that they were converted a fourth down in a big spot. And then Justin Fields is, you know, finding receivers past 10 yards down the field, I think is a key and a development that hopefully we continue to see. And you keep pointing out the defensive numbers or the commanders. So that means tomorrow we need to see more from fields in this offense. Yeah, I mean, that's why I keep saying that this is, to me, a must-win game for this football team in the Bears because the commanders are giving up 255 yards through the air, 110 yards on the ground. They're good against the, the rush. They're sixth in, off- in defense against the run. So Montgomery might not find as much success, although this offensive line has been playing really well against uh, for the run. So I think that they should be able to find some success, but it doesn't mean you abandon the run. I don't want to see a Matt Nagy-type game plan where it's like, hey, let's throw 50 times because this team can't stop anybody through the air. I don't want to see that. You have to have some form of balance on offense still. But to me, this is a must win because of exactly what you just said. 
You lose to the Giants because of a muff punt, and you're in position to score, go for two, tie that game up at the end of the game. You don't even get that opportunity because of the muff punt. Giants recover, game is over. Same with the Vikings. You're, you have an opportunity to drive down the field, either tie the, tie the game up or go for two should you score. The ball is literally ripped out of your hands, and you don't have that opportunity. The offense was cooking up till that point uh, you know, in the second half of that game. So to me, that was another opportunity. You had literally pulled away from you. So now you have to turn the two weeks of progress into a win against a bad team. Otherwise, we're back to the same conversations we were a few weeks ago of, okay, well, this team might be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Maybe Justin Fields, he doesn't have the good stuff around him, but also he's not seeing the field properly. You have to build off of that and turn close losses into wins. It can be a close win. I don't care. If you win by a field goal at the end of the game, whatever, you're still winning. For the mood of the team, for the morale of the quarterback, for everybody else in that building, for for Ryan Poles to have his uh, draft picks play well, you have to turn the last two weeks into a W. So for me, this is a must-win game. It doesn't obviously it doesn't matter for playoffs or anything like that. That they're not making the playoffs. That doesn't matter. But moving forward, for this team to become contenders as soon as next year, when you can spend all the money and you have all the draft picks, and maybe you say, all right, maybe Justin Fields can be the guy if we surround him with some better pieces, you have to win tomorrow night. On the flip side, Carson Wentz this season, he's put up yards. He's at at almost 1,400 yards through five games, uh, averaging uh, about 6.6 yards per attempt. But here's the key. Ten touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, The touchdowns, pretty good, but the interceptions, six. Uh, One of the worst marks in all of the NFL at at this point. And he's also been sacked 20 times. So the Bears defense, which at the moment is not getting to the quarterback, you have an opportunity against a a shaky offensive line, the, the commanders, and you have an opportunity to go after a quarterback who's a bit of a statue statue in the pocket in Carson Wentz. So Wentz and the commanders, there's been some issues throughout the week as well because Ron Rivera on Monday when he was asked about why the commanders are 1-4 and four and they're, they're last in their division, the NFC East is just crushing it right now. The Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, all 4-1. Uh, and one. Uh, Rivera's response to why they're 1-4 was the quarterback. And apparently uh, throwing his quarterback under the bus from the defensive-minded head coach, who right now is on the hot seat, coming into Chicago for the game tomorrow night. The article on ESPN.com that's up there right now, Commanders Ron Rivera apologizes to Carson Wentz for his QB remark. uh, This coming out uh, yesterday. And so Rivera and Wentz had a, quote, nice conversation, and they're ready to roll. So the Commanders, bad defense, quarterback problems a guy who throws the ball away he's been sacked a ton and also your coach who's on the hot seat is calling out your quarterback in the media and they're dealing with all this on a short week it it, i think continues to lead to this path that we continue to discuss abdal that the bears really have an opportunity here to get back to 500 to get to three and three there's a great opportunity in front of them there are three quarterbacks that are averaging 5.5 yards per air play so that's completed also that's not just attempt that's completed yards per play through the air three of them they are ranked 25th 26th and 27th in the nfl who do you think those three players are hmm give them to me well two of them are playing tomorrow night so fields and wentz yes and the third one used to play in the division and is now in la oh stafford stafford Wow. Yeah, 25th, 26th, and 27th. 5.5 yards per attempt completed. 
So these aren't, I mean, they're not great, right? And we know Justin Fields, but to me, Justin Fields has more to offer than Carson Wentz. He's thrown less interceptions. He's turned the ball over less. So, and Carson Wentz is gettable. And I think that you have to get to the quarterback, though. We saw that in the first half of that game uh, on Sunday, the Bears couldn't get to Kirk Cousins to save their lives. Even if Robert Quinn is being double teamed, you have to get to the quarterback. Those other guys should be free. Someone should be free to get to the quarterback because that's going to help out your secondary. That's going to help out a young Kyler Gordon. That's going to help out Kendall Vildor. That's going to help out Jalen Johnson. That's going to help out AJ. It's all going to help all those guys out if you can get to the quarterback and create some havoc behind the line of scrimmage. So hopefully they can do, they can get to Carson Wentz and force some turnovers. The crowd will be behind them. Obviously they're at home. It's a short week to me. Just everything is lining up to where the bears should win this football game. Prove that you're not one of the worst teams in the NFL or one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Beat one of the worst teams in the NFL and have your quarterback continue to progress on offense and take those strides. And then, you know, obviously we get to next season, they add in whatever. But you want to see something from the quarterback, even if it's like if they're dropping the ball, if Pettis keeps dropping the ball. At least he's making the throws and getting the ball there. You can't control drops, right? Yeah, well. That's just better talent. Like you have to have better talent. And you can't, you know, you can't control that Cole Komet can't get away from from uh, any any of the guys that he's any of the blockers. He can't just shed anybody. Well, he catches and he just moves forward. That's I mean, there's no juke in there. There's yeah. no there's no hit stick uh, where he could just kind of no. get a guy off off his his, uh, his spot. He he's just going forward, catch and go forward. I I do want to mention this uh, as far as the Bears in the first half. I think it's important to have a good defensive first half because to this point this season the Bears are thirtieth in first half points given up. In all of the NFL, 16 points given up in first halves this season uh, per game. And I would say this with the Commanders. Last week, they scored 10 points in the first half against Tennessee. The week before that, seven against the Cowboys. But in back-to-back weeks against the Eagles and the Lions, they were shut out. So the Commanders don't get off the quick starts in the first half. The Bears have struggled in that aspect. And clearly, they struggled last week against the Vikings. If you somehow can limit the Commanders in the first half, the Bears' defense has been great in the second half. Mm-hmm. They're fifth in the NFL, only giving up 5.2 points per half in the second half, and that's uh, fifth in the NFL. So in the second half, adjustments are made, and things are changed with Eberflus and Allen Williams and this defensive unit. But the key here is don't allow Carson Wentz to have a day early. No. Let's allow Justin Fields for once to play from a lead. Wouldn't that be nice? Like That, that really isn't It'd something nice. we haven't seen. Rely on the run game, get a lead, allow the defense to go after Carson Wentz, and play a football game in a different fashion than what you've played to this point this season where you're the team always trailing, hoping that the young kid can uh, figure something out, pull some magic out. I would like to see the Bears have the lead and play from the lead on Thursday Night Football. It would be nice because then, you know, you can control the clock more. You can afford to run the ball a little bit more. Your defense can play and kind of pin their ears back and go after the quarterback on long down situations. Like, it all starts to me with getting to Carson Wentz and then obviously not starting the game with the wrong personnel on the field or having your second drive start with the snap going right into your quarterback's chest and then, you know, you start from behind the eight ball and you you should not be doing that. 
So that'd be nice, but also play a cleaner game. We've seen in the past couple weeks that, you know, they're not playing as disciplined games as they had the first few weeks under Matt Eberflus. Like, they came out that first game, we were like, see, no penalties. Like, look at this, no penalties. It's cleaned up. Like, they had two penalties. They had that weird, you know, improving the lie of the football penalty. And, like, but you can't do that, but no one really knew that. And then, like, we've had good, clean football games. And then it's kind of gotten away from them a little bit. So I want to see them play a cleaner football game. This, they're not on the road. They've won both their home games. So hopefully they can continue that trend here on Thursday night. Black and Abdallah, we're talking football with you at 312-332-3776. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us. We'll talk football with you. We're coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.